Welcome to Inbound Sales Journey. If you want to hone your sales skills and learn from the leaders on inbound selling, you've come to the right place. This episode of Inbound Sales Journey is brought to you by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan and Greg. Welcome back to Inbound Sales Journey, episode number 114. This is the very last episode here in season nine. Let's go. Which also lines up with the very last week of the third quarter of 2017 here. So Ryan, as we're wrapping up season nine, you and I wanted to do an episode on basically how can, as an owner of an agency, how can you support or the president, leader, whatever that, that role is, how can you support your sales team member as well? So... We maybe just start with the specific example that that a lot of agency owners ask us about and also that we went through, which is when you hire that first full-time inbound or that, I guess, that only inbound sales rep who's kind of the first person who's just doing full-time sales at your agency, what are the things you need to do to support them well? So since we went through that here a couple of years ago when we brought you onto the team at Guava Box, talk to me about either what went well or probably more exciting what went poorly from that process and what you would tell agency owners as far as how they can support those sales reps well i was excited we got asked this question and asked to cover this question so you could scream so could and just shout about all could your, just rip just on your, all the dirty laundry yep all the terrible things that here's you what did. they did wrong don't do what they did <laughs> No, it was, it was good. Um, yeah, so let me, I guess I'll give it from my perspective as the salesperson. You can kind of talk about some of the things that you learned being uh, the agency owner. I think one big thing for for me realizing coming into it, and I think was kind of half by you guys, was having a process in place and no no shots across the bow here you guys it, it was half halfway done i guess uh but no i mean so what's probably very common amongst agency owners is um and the reason that they're hiring salespeople is either that they're having a lot of growth which is good or they're not super comfortable with sales it's not their strong suit and they really want someone to come and take it over um and for you guys i think that was kind of the situation with you and Andrew, both were certainly good enough at it to grow the agency for the last few years, but it wasn't the the primary area where you guys really enjoyed spending time or, or liked it. And because of that, I think the tendency is um, we'll kind of give them what we got, um, but hopefully we can take it and run with it, which was a little bit difficult coming in with no real industry experience, trying to learn that and then also create a process, a sales process, which is something I didn't have experience with at the time which I'm very grateful for the experience now because I feel like I did learn a lot through that, but trying to set them up for success. And if you if you don't have the perfect process, that's fine because realistically you probably won't, right? Which is why you're hiring someone in sales, but try your best to support them and give them everything that you have uh, and work alongside them to help you know, get up to speed quickly. Don't have these unrealistic unreal, expectations of sales is going kind of slow for us as agency owners. All I need is to hire a salesperson and then it's going to go great. Uh, because that's, I don't think, a, a very realistic expectation. So trying to make sure that there's something at least decent for them to walk into with with the process being there uh, is something that's big. The other thing uh, that I think that is really helpful for people, and you guys did a good job of this, um, but some uh, agency owners might struggle with this, is like how hard do I push a salesperson? How much pressure do I 
give them what type of quotas are realistic and how do we figure this out? Especially, again, younger agencies might struggle with this a little bit, not having a ton of experience. And I think the, the realistic situation with salespeople is we're pretty hungry for success. So you can probably give us more to handle than you think we can. And the reason I say that is like most salespeople are a pretty specific type of person where like quotas and things like that don't scare them to death. Like that's what they want. Like having goals to try to hit is something that's very important um, to me and to a, a lot of different salespeople that I've known. So having some sort of stress and pressure that way is actually a good thing. You know, obviously you don't want it to be unrealistic. You want it to be as realistic as possible. But I think that it's it's totally fine and good to have some you know, some good goals. And then the last thing, Gray, I'll say is um, from a support side of things, when they're not meeting goals, it's not putting them down and, you know, y- you want to always be encouraging. People have bad months. It's always going to happen. It, it will just, it will always happen. And so you want to try to encourage them and lift them up through that, but have regular monthly and quarterly meetings where we're kind of reviewing, you know, where are we at from a quota standpoint? How are things going? What have you noticed? What changes? Uh, Have you noticed these things that we identified are areas of improvement? How have you been improving on those? These things that you're doing well, are they continuing to go well? That kind of stuff. So just having like mini reviews. It doesn't have to be a, you know, monthly huge performance review, but I used to really enjoy those meetings with my sales manager. Uh, We even weekly would meet just to talk about prospects and things and just, you know, let the salespeople share that talk about it and kind of game plan with them it's always good to get a second opinion on how to approach people and you know talk through some of those different scenarios so yeah i like it that's a lot of good stuff i've got a couple other thoughts like probably the bulk of this comes down to knowing yourself the agency owner and knowing that person who's the sales rep so understanding how much that sales how much is realistic out of that sales rep to expect in terms of process development or building the infrastructure themselves versus how much they want to function inside what you already have built for them or, or you build for them. Um, look for ways that you can support them in the process or provide more of the process stuff. Also look for, you know, if there's things that you can do to help accelerate their workflow. Um, like in Ryan, in your case, you're coming from much more of an old school selling model where some of the tools that we have, some of the, some of the stuff that we have available, um, at Guava Box and at Do Inbound wasn't the same stuff that you guys were using. There was more, some of the automated pieces were done by assistants before um, whatever it is. So there's a lot of a lot of differences. So there are probably ways if you're bringing somebody in who hasn't been in the industry before, um, or even if they have, maybe there's things that you can do to help workflow-wise with, hey, why don't instead of uh, having to manually go back and forth the email to set up times, why don't you use a calendar scheduler? At this point in time, probably everybody knows that. A couple of years ago, not everybody knew that. Um, so those types of things, I think, can be really helpful. I think also knowing what to expect out of that person in terms of are they just, uh, I say just, a, but that, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Are they more of a, like I said, operating within this structure or do they want to be involved in building that structure themselves? But, but there's a... I think there's a combination of pushing them outside of wherever they normally are for what's best for the agency while also kind of accommodating what you have to their needs. And then I think another big thing as agency owners, you're obviously you're really busy. Um, 
in, in a lot of cases, the agency owners who are hiring full-time salespeople, almost almost across the board, the agency owners who are hiring full-time salespeople uh, early on in the first couple of years is because they don't love sales and they have a different personality than the sales type of personality. And this happens a lot of times where the agency owner, the salesperson finally has a good month and the agency owner goes, finally, that's the way things are supposed to be going. And the salesperson thinks they just did an awesome job. The agency owner is like, well, it's about time that you made stuff happen here and, and got things rolling. And then I, I, it's just a totally different uh, agency owners are busy. It's a hectic life. It can be hard to stop and make the time to go back and look at what happened, what progress is being made. And there's also typically kind of different, a common mistake that I see is not understanding and that I've made is not understanding the way that people are wired. So the agency owner says the way that the agency owner who, who makes this mistake would phrase this is salespeople are the type of people who need their ego stroked. Salespeople on the other hand would phrase it as I just want to be recognized for a job well done. Everyone's got kind of a different perspective on it, but I think realizing that a lot of, uh, a lot of salespeople are, motivated by external uh i guess encouragement or you know like if if it's the same type of person who's going to be motivated by a public quota or just a a quota in general it's very possibly also the person who's going to be motivated by getting praised publicly um call me vain gray i'm I'm veiling all this in a little passive aggressive (laughs) no i'm just kidding uh but i think that's pretty common but that's not the way a lot of because there's a there's a disconnect that often happens here between the way the agency owner who likes the tactical piece, the analytical piece, or whatever it was, but didn't love the sales piece, between the way that they would want to be, basically between we're almost talking about marriage and love languages here, like the way that they would. Great, my mind literally went. I was just gonna share. There it is, the way that they would normally handle things, and the way that uh, that a lot of salespeople are motivated. And so there needs to be, obviously that should be a two way street. There should be empathy and understanding and both people kind of recognizing like if the agency owner was the exact same personality, they would just do your job for you and take care of the sales piece and the agency owner understanding if the salesperson was your exact same personality, they would be really bad at sales and wouldn't be doing well right now. Um, so I think, I think that's another piece that, that can often, uh, often kind of go, go wrong and go awry where people just it's in a lot of cases it's two relatively different personality types that often in social settings don't get along well or aren't aren't the best uh aren't those are rarely the best of friends maybe not rarely but often aren't the best of friends so because of that uh i I think that that can lead to a disconnect if you're not self-aware I was going to say, this is a personal side note, if any of you guys listening are in a relationship, but when I asked uh, my father-in-law to marry Monica, he gave me a book called The Five Love Languages, and coincidentally, one of the f- five love languages, which it's an excellent book, and you guys should all read it if you're in a, in a relationship, uh, one of them, and the one that I most identified with was words of affirmation, which is exactly like you said, like some verbal praise about doing well and that is like a personal thing with like monica like i like that like there's acts of service and hers is quality time and stuff like that but it's so true too just on like a 
I mean, it makes you sound vain, but it really, that's not what it is. It's just how you identify like success. Like it's, it's more important for me to hear someone tell me good job than it is for you, you being gray, um, which is not your love language. I would imagine. Yeah. I think that's a, that's a good example is that, that obviously it, Ryan's bringing that in from love languages, but that applies to every relationship where one of the ways that I give and perceive love is through acts of service. So if I think that I'm doing a huge, I'm basically telling Ryan great job when I'm helping him by serving him, by building out a new workflow for him somewhere. And he's like, well, why doesn't Gray ever say anything to me to tell me that he's proud of me and I'm doing a good job. Then that can lead attention, even though I thought I was telling him I was proud of him by helping him out and he never heard that. There's there's an easy disconnect there. So that's just a simple example. But maybe everyone should read the five love languages. Really, book. really, everybody should. It, it you read it and it totally makes sense at the time that I think that at least I read it. That most people read it probably in the midst of a early relationship or getting serious relationship. But really, it applies in so many scenarios and kind of opens your eye. It's just another way of looking at. Hey, everybody's wired differently. I need to understand what motivates yep. people and help help them by paying attention enough to what motivates them to give them feedback mm-hmm. in that way. And then the same the same thing applies where uh, if you want to give criticism or feedback um, around improvement, understanding the ways that people want to hear that or will hear that or will respond to that is important as well. Um, so there was a lot. We got we got a little philosophical. Yeah, it took a turn I didn't expect, but what a way to end season nine. There well, we go. Upbeat, talking about some personal love. relationship advice, love advice. We all want to be loved. Gary Chapman is the author of that book, by the way. Highly recommended to everyone. Sounds like great. You've read it. Is that going to go onto our onto our uh, book recommendations list for <laughs> for sales reps? That's right. You got to speak the love language of That's your right. prospects. <laughs> and you're good to go. There we go. Well, cool. We'll go ahead and wrap up season nine right here. Thanks again for uh, tuning in, for listening along with us, for participating. If you have read the book or have not read the book but have an idea what your love language is, shoot it over to us. Let us know. You can can let us know. We'll see if – you know what I'd be curious to know? I know that sounds silly. Who wants to send in an email with here's what my love language is? But I would be interested to know if you're in sales right now, what uh what are the ways that that you want to receive praise? It's got to be eighty percent words of affirmation. You're right. It is a type. Oh, it's absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're uh, in sales, let us know because that's our hypothesis. But, but if you're an agency owner, I'd be curious too. I bet that's a little bit across the board, like because you've got the agency owners who are yeah the momentum makers. Us the, salespeople, the we're all the same. And then you've also got the uh, yeah the perfectionists or the the detail people who are typically a little bit, a little bit different. So. That's you. Cool. All right. Well, stay tuned. We'll be kicking off season uh, season ten. Ten double Believe digits it or not, here in the here in the near future as well, and keep you guys updated. Um, in the meantime, if you have any questions, you can hit us up via email, Ryan at doinbound.com or Gray G R A Y, just like the color at doinbound.com. Thanks, guys, and good luck selling. Thank you for listening to Inbound Sales Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash salesjourney. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com slash salesjourney. Today's show was brought to you by the Agency Sales System, the online course designed specifically to teach you how to build a rock-solid agency sales system inside your HubSpot CRM. Learn more at doinbound.com slash salescourse. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com slash salescourse. 
If you enjoyed this episode, head over to iTunes and subscribe and make sure to leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.